Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Having a bet on sport or racing this week? Top this. With literally hundreds of markets from your own backyard to the international stage, Top Sport has you covered. Whether you're into soccer, cricket, basketball, or want to try your hand on the horses, harness, or even greyhounds, there's something for everyone. And they'll let you on for plenty. So if you want to get the top odds every time, download the app today and bet your way. Top that. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Andy Raymond Unfiltered as we continue the deep dive into the most elite of rugby league clubs, the Immortals. On episode one of this three-part series, we looked at the birth of the concept. We went through the 13 current Immortals and importantly, we broke down the eras in which they all played. All of this directed at possibly being able to work out or debate who you think should be next. So what is the criteria to get into this club? What do you actually need to do to be considered immortal? It's a reasonably loose criteria presently. All that's required is the player must be a member of the National Rugby League's Hall of Fame, which was introduced in 2008. So that's it. That's where we start. And there's 110 players currently in that Hall of Fame. We begin with Billy Can, a rugby union convert in 1908, one of the originals. As was Edward Tedder Courtney, who played for 17 seasons and in his last actually played in the same Magpie side as his son in 1924. Dally Messenger is another Hall of Famer and already an immortal. Sid Sandy Pierce won three premierships with the Roosters in 1911, 12 and 13 and is regarded as the game's first great hooker. He only retired because of a broken leg which was suffered on the Kangaroo Tour in the UK at the age of 38 years and 158 days. Albert Rosenfeld was rated at 64 in the game's top 100 players as voted by Rugby League Week in 1992. A classy 5'8 winger, he played from 1908 to 1924. Arthur Pony Halloway was a halfback that played with Glebe, Balmain, St George and St Paul's Ipswich in the World War I years. He won seven premierships, four as captain coach he captained Australia in 1919. The first lightning bolt in rugby league was Dan Frawley, the fastest man on the field. He won three premierships with the Roosters. Howard Hallett is Hall of Fame member number eight, the first Victorian-born player on the list and a man credited as the first to master the art of kicking the ball downfield and into touch. Christopher McKivitt was a halfback with Glebe and notably was the captain of the 1911-1912 Kangaroo Tour of the UK. He only played 60 club games but has his name forever etched into the game's history books. Viv Farnsworth was another of the code switchers in the late noughties, that is the late 19 noughties. In fact, his debut was for the Kangaroos in 1909 and his debut was against the Wallabies. There's one for the record books. What a stat. Charles Fraser could play fullback, centre or 5'8", at a time where 
Respectfully, rugby league just wasn't a priority. It was a welcomed distraction. World War I had arrived, made his test debut at 18 and would win five premierships in six years with Balmain. Frank Burge is number 12 on the list of Hall of Famers, already an immortal. Les Cubitt played 156 games for 125 tries and was named at 94 in that list of top 100 players mentioned previously. Herb Gilbert was a devastating centre between 1911 and 1921 and played both Southern and Northern Hemisphere footy. In fact, he was the first overseas captain to lift the trophy for winning the Challenge Cup. Harold Horder, get this, 270 first-class games, 336 tries. Yep, you heard that right. 270 games, 336 tries. The New South Wales Rugby League Annual of 1928 said of him, if he is not the greatest of all rugby league footballers, he is unquestionably the greatest of all wing three quarters. Cyril Cess Blinkhorn, a North Sydney legend during and post-World War I, played for New South Wales and Australia, and for the Roos, scoring 36 tries in 26 games. The great Duncan Thompson is our next Hall of Famer, a halfback whose career was almost cut short due to a gunshot wound in World War I, where doctors suggested he'd never play football again. He did and excelled, leading the North Sydney Bears to their only premiership wins in 1921 and 1922. Jimmy Craig was the first real utility in the game, could play any backline position and even filled in at lock and hooker from time to time. Balmain, University, Starlight's Ipswich and Western Suburbs, where this guy went, success followed. Skinny Frank McMillan changed the way fullbacks played in the early 1920s, a magpie institution he also played for New South Wales and Australia. Hey legends, we're getting close to 500 episodes. 500 episodes of Rugby League Gold that you can't or won't find anywhere else. The best thing about Unfiltered, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. You can listen to any episode at any time, it'll make sense. Time to download the entire library of legends. Benny Wearing is inductee number 20, 228 first class games, 186 tries for a multi-time Premiership winner. From Mackay, Queensland, Tom Gorman is a former Australian captain and Kangaroo Tour captain in 1929-30. Fellow Hall of Fame member and Queenslander Duncan Thompson said of him, Tommy Gorman was an artist. He shunned such crudities as power and beat men with acceleration and swerve that was just sheer grace. Having once seen him, I knew I had seen greatness. Vic Armbruster was a tall second rower from Lismore who made his name in the Queensland comp and also debuted for his state at just 20 years of age. A few years later, he would play in the famous England tour match of 1924 where Toowoomba beat the tourists 23 points to 20. Eric Weissel, footballer, and cricketer, who once caught and bowled a fellow Cootamundra boy named Donald Bradman. 
a guy that never left the bush. Yep, stayed in the Riverina for 18 seasons, best remembered for his heroics in the Battle of Brisbane. Inductee 24 is Dan Dempsey, who played in the middle of the field in the Brisbane regional competitions in the 20s, represented his state 32 times and his country 27 times between 1925 and 1934. Herb Steinort was a three-time Aussie captain and toured with the Kangaroos in 1929-30, was named in the Queensland Team of the Century in 2008. Another Maroners next, Peter Madsen was a prop who debuted for Brothers Toowoomba in 1925. Two kangaroo tours, a one-test captain and another member of the Queensland team of the century. A South Sydney stalwart was George Treweek. He was the tallest player of his era at 188 centimetres and earned the nickname Arms and Legs because of his running style. Played 180 first-class games. At another halfback to the list, Joe Chimpy Bush played 229 games and is credited with revolutionising the way the football was passed, played at all levels of rep footy. Wally Prigg was a Nova Castrian locked forward who three times toured as a kangaroo and amassed 148 first class games. In fact, Prigg, for you trivia buffs, is the only player to make three sea voyages to England with the Kangaroos squad. Ray Steer debuted for the Roosters at 16 and was never far from the tough stuff. Known for his feuds, his fight and the odd controversy, he played 33 times for New South Wales and 55 games in national colours. Another Eastern Suburbs boy is at 31. Sid Joe Pearce was a second-generation league player who enjoyed premiership success in 1935, 36, 37 and 40. Dave Brown, we discussed on episode one, already an immortal. We're still pre-World War II and Ernie Norman was another rooster excelling through their premiership period, a defensive base player who starred in the famous win in 1932, that epic Battle of Brisbane. Viv Thicknese, the first entrant from the rugby league success story that is Tamora, New South Wales. Another that played with the Roosters, Dally Messenger once said of him, I would rate Thicknese probably with any half who has played. Another fair rap from Dally. A 1934 Premiership winner with the Mighty Magpies is next. Vic Hay played 319 games, scoring 144 tries. Only played limited time in Australia, basing himself in the UK for a decade around World War II. Jack Beaton, a four-time Premiership winner with Eastern Suburbs, who played 94 games and is honestly probably as well known for his GPS exploits at St Joseph's. Not a long career, but it's all about quality, not quantity, they say. Lock forward Andy Norville is the only South Australian-born player in the Hall of Fame. He spent a lot of time in Newcastle and was compared to the previously mentioned Wally Prigg. Instead of intimidating him, that comparison propelled him an amazing resume and success rate. Inductee 38 may be the toughest of the lot ever, the great Herb Narvo, 
a former Australian heavyweight boxing champion, a fight he won by KO in 25 seconds. Herb's league career, like many at the time, was cut short by the war. As tough as they come, as talented too. There's only one Brian Bevan. You ready for this, Gem? Started in 1942 with Easts and finished in 1964 with Blackpool. That's 696 first-class games, 796 tries and 2,458 points. Remarkable. Harry Bath, player, captain, coach, a premiership winner who was often referred to as the greatest player never to wear Australian green and gold, has had a significant and long-lasting impression on the game. Arthur Clues played four seasons for Western Suburbs, but his best football was undeniably with Leeds, then Hunslet in the UK, where he played from 1947 to 1957. Having a bet on sport this week? Top this. Top Sport's same-game multi gives you the most competitive multiple for every leg. And with hundreds of markets to choose from across sports and racing, you're sure to find a combination unlike any other. And they'll let you on for plenty. So if you want to get the top odds every time, download the app today and bet your way. Top that. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Gamble responsibly. Roy Bull was just 17 years of age when he joined Manly for their debut year in 1947. He played all of his 13 seasons with the Eagles. He was the club's first international and played 22 times in national colours. Clive Churchill, Hall of Famer 43, already an immortal. Douglas Duncan Hall, an icon. Only injury could deny this guy a third kangaroo tour. Regarded as one of Australia's greatest post-war prop forwards, played all of his 177 first-class games from Queensland. Keith Yappy Holman was a brilliant Western Suburbs halfback between 1948 and 1959. He racked up over 30 games for New South Wales and also Australia, Featured in the record-breaking Aussie side that won the Ashes for the first time in 30 years, he went on to coach and also referee. Ken Carney, a Penrith boy who plied his trade in the middle of the scrum for Leeds and St George, was the old hardhead that mentored three of the current immortals at Saints in Raper, Langlands and Gaznia, 355 games. Brian Davies is undeniably one of Queensland's greatest forwards, played for brothers in Brisbane and the Bulldogs in Sydney and amassed over 360 first-class games, won two premierships and was a two-time kangaroo tourist. Hall of Famer 48 was the great Norm Proven, already an immortal. Harry Wells was a dashing centre at a time where Australia had a plethora of outside backs. The stories of dominance about he and Reg Gaznia teaming up are legendary. Played three World Cups, two kangaroo tours and played bush footy until he was into his 40s. New South Wales Country Team of the Century member Brian Carlson was once described as the Keith Miller of Rugby League. An amazing footballer, an amazing athlete who scored 75 tries in 65 games for his country 
including a nine-try haul against New Zealand in 1953. When you're born in Bogan Gate, New South Wales, you're born tough. Ian Walsh certainly was. A premiership winning hooker, a player of the year, grand final man of the match and 10-test Aussie captain, he was a footballer others wanted to play for. No rugby league list is complete without this guy, Kel O'Shea. From Souths in Brisbane to Wests in Sydney, he was a second rower that was well ahead of his time. Played 10 games for Queensland, 8 games for New South Wales, he recorded 20 test matches too. From the greatest team ever, well, the most successful anyway, is Brian Popper Clay, a powerful 5'8", lock forward. He was the link between the Dragons' ferocious forwards and flamboyant backs. Ian Walsh declared in later years, Wally Lewis wouldn't have held a candle to Popper Clay. Originally from Wales, Keith Barnes, or Golden Boots, as he was known, was perhaps the first superstar goal kicker the game had seen. A Balmain legend who appeared in three grand finals and captained Australia 14 times. Eddie Lumsden is another of the Dragons from 56 to 66 to be included in the Hall of Fame. Nine premierships on his resume with the Red V and rated at 69 in the Rugby League Week Top 100 Players. In an era where scrums were more like brawls and the game turned a blind eye to the occasional bit of roughhousing, Brian Hambly was a man to be reckoned with. Tough, strong and fearless. 251 games for South Sydney and later Parramatta. Inductee 57, Johnny Raper, already an immortal. Peter Gallagher is a former Aussie captain who made two kangaroo tours, a Brisbane Brothers stalwart who played 11 seasons and almost 200 games. A big, tough man in a big, tough era. We'll stay on tough for a moment because this next guy was the first front rower to make three kangaroo tours. Noel Ned Kelly, who was sent off 17 times in clubland and once famously in a 1967 test against New Zealand, was as tough and intimidating as they come. Talented too in his career from 1961 to 1969. Because Barry Muir played his footy for Brisbane Wests in a time where TV access was extremely limited, he often goes under the radar. Arthur Summons said of Muir, the fiercest competitor I ever played against and the best halfback I had the pleasure to play with. We're just over halfway through the list of current Hall of Famers. These are the guys shortlisted to be the next Immortals. Have you decided who you'd select as yet? We'll pick up where we left off next time. I hope you've enjoyed this special episode, part two of a three-part series, deep diving into the most elite group in rugby league, the Immortals. Make sure you come back soon. Legends. Legends.